welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 16, where we'll be discussing the new episode of Shirt Club. I am GC13, or I guess the real GC13 now. And uh, with me are... I am Dakota. And I'm Hunter. For the first time in all of our podcasts, Ken is not with us. But we will remember the spirit of Ken, because there is still some dissension in how we think this was a good or a bad episode. So, Ken, you're with us in spirit. Yeah, I, I don't know if the dissent has moved on to me or you guys, but uh, there's some definite disagreement here between us. Oh, 100%. Um, why don't you share your opinions? Uh, tell, me, tell me what you thought about this episode. I rather liked this episode. I enjoyed how it characterized Buck in the antagonistic role without making him out to be a big jerk. I mean, he's rather insensitive, but he's doing it for art and not just for the lulls. And I liked Steven's maniacal, oh, I'll make them all understand. I just I just thought it was really good as far as the filler episodes can go. I feel like it was a little too much over the top. And what I particularly didn't like about this episode was I really didn't like the way that the gems were acting. I didn't like how quickly Pearl jumped the gun, because we know that Pearl is this really manic character. We know that that's definitely not out of character for her, but it seems like she got really intense really quickly. And I don't know, that felt kind of inconsistent for me, because I'm never sure whether I'm going to expect Pearl to downplay something or just be uninterested in it, or whether you know she's going to freak out like that. And I think also that the fact that the gems were hardly in this episode and they were acting like that, that just makes it even worse for me. But I just, I don't think that this was a particularly interesting episode. Yeah, it, two things. One, like, nobody felt consistent to their characters. Everyone felt a little off. Um, sort of like in Uncle Grandpa, but Uncle Grandpa, the, or the, um. Say Uncle. Say Uncle. But, um, that could get away, f- away with it. It was just a dumb, humorous episode. But this, I don't know, everyone seemed a little off. And also, it just, it just felt kind of boring. It did. Well, really, the only two characters who we got to see a lot of were Steven and Buck, and Buck doesn't really have very much characterization. That's true. Yeah, but, like, with with Buck, there's a lot of, like, opportunity for good dry humor. Like, some good dry one-line. I don't know, I just, I felt, and maybe maybe it's not that this episode was boring, I just felt a little bored. I was bored. How about, but are you trying to tell me that that wet humor from Mayor Dewey didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't save anything? <laughs> Gotta gank that youth vote, boy. <sighs> Peace in the Middle East, homies. I don't know. I love Mayor Dewey. That was so, he was funny. And I like how sweet it was at the end for him that, you know, he sincerely cares about his son. I will say I liked that development. And I bet Ken, if he was here, he would say the same thing. He is the mayor that Beach City needs. <laughs> I want more uh I want more Mayor Dewey episodes. Uh, I really just don't like how the gems acted in this episode. It felt kind of inconsistent to me. And I don't know that I guess this doesn't necessarily contradict my frame on Buck, but you know, his character is still so loose and so undefined because he is that really aloof kind of character that I feel like they could just do a whole lot of different things with him right now. Yeah. I just I just wish that this episode had aired before political power had aired because then it then maybe it wouldn't have felt so jarring to have all this dewey all of a sudden that that was that was kind of a big shift for us don't you think what do you mean by that i think this episode would have this episode would have eased us into because we go from having mayor dewey not really have any significant parts beyond car wash kid go get run over somewhere else to now he's riding in the van with steven and handing out glow sticks 
Whereas if this episode had been before it, it would have eased us into the Dewey, you know? I think I do agree with you, actually. That probably would have been a little bit more of a natural transition. But I don't know. Like, I've never really disliked Mayor Dewey. You know, I've, I kind of like him as a character. And especially someone whose background is in debate and who's not necessarily particularly interested in politics, but who it is within his best interest to pay attention to politics. I really like his characterization. I think it's just really funny. And it's it's a nice commentary, I guess, on, on how we see politics. But then we also see that he has this really sweet side to him. Yeah, I think the the late season one episode, so this episode in Political Power, really reformed Mayor Dewey. He was kind of a jerk in the earlier episodes, but they portrayed him as a much kinder person. I mean, he's still a doof, but he's much kinder in these episodes. Yeah, like I said before, I thought they were going to um, paint Mayor Dewey out to be an antagonist. But, I mean, I, I, I ate my words. How could you turn this shining pinnacle of human decency into yep. the love he has for his city knows no equal <laughs> so i just want to talk about the one thing that i really did find interesting about this episode and that was that you know the kennedy reference i'm just so waiting <laughs> for some quote-unquote concerned mom to rally her friends on facebook and talk about how this is a dangerous show propagating violence and it needs to be taken off the air I don't know, was was it just me, or were you guys kind of shocked that they went there? I like that they went there, but it was still surprising. I was surprised. It was it was very jarring. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it shock that I felt. I was very amused by the way <laughs> Stephen took took care of that. Cause cause when he started going crazy, oh I'll make them all understand. I'm like, oh, Steven's totally gonna bust out the t shirt cannon, isn't I don't he? Know. It, it felt a little like forget the gym, Steven, I felt acted real out of character. That didn't it didn't feel like Steven. I really? Just, How so? When Steven when a when a conflict arises into Steven's face, you don't expect the first thing for him to do to be just fly off the handle and fight, yeah. fight back with fire. I, that doesn't seem like the Steven we know. I guess that is kind of a symptom of, you know, they only have 11 minutes to solve the problem, and they have to spend enough time introducing it. I mean, that is a good point, and I really hadn't even thought about that, And because I try and keep a lot of those characterizations a little bit looser, especially for Steven, because, like, as, uh, you know, Ian JQ has said on time and time again, it's a cartoon, and it's going to be cartoony, but, you know, I think you're probably right in that uh, criticism that Steven... He would probably want to handle things a little bit more peacefully. Um, and realistically, what he did was really sweet. Like, <laughs> I think that was really sweet how he got back at Buck and he was like, look, this is what you're doing, and I love my dad. He, he gave out free t-shirts to everybody. That's that's a nice <laughs> Stephen way to solve the problem. It's just he chose a very... Um, His reaction was just funny. Very interesting way to give out the free t-shirts is all. Uh, I, I guess. I guess. I, I don't know. Mayor Dewey forgot to duck, though. I liked how they were setting us up. I I thought the way they were doing that shot, I thought they were going to have one of the one of his security guys jump in front of the t-shirt, <laughs> but no, they just run away. They are away. not paid enough for this job. That, that was hilarious. That was really funny. I liked it. I really liked how when they first panned over all the three of them, there was the one security guard just holding that sandwich, not even eating it, just like holding it, and he was static. I thought that was funny. Did you guys notice that? He was just holding that sandwich. What, do, what does a guy like that even need a security detail for anyway? 
I mean, a lot of stuff happens in Beach City now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But uh, apparently these guys are not up to the task if flying t-shirts are beyond their pay grade. God. What a crappy investment. Just, all right, there's a lot of supernatural stuff that happens in this town. Like, there could be flying skulls coming at me, shooting lasers out of their eyes. I need, I need to know, can I depend on you? They're like, yeah, man, but... If t-shirts are in the mix, I'm, I'm getting straight out of here, man. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah. If, if, you'll, if you'll look at my contract, there's a strict no t-shirt clause. Bullets, check. Magic energy, check. No, it's 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 cotton materials of any kind. <laughs> they don't do cotton. They're, they're wool. I guess they're down with the wool. I will admit that there was a, a couple cool little, like, subtle things in this episode, such as the, um, the guitar case. And uh, there was all... There's also the gyms trying to assemble Ikea furniture. <laughs> oh, you're right. They were doing that. Yes. Yeah, I was actually looking in in other episodes for that. I couldn't find the <laughs> stools anywhere. I was really expecting a continuity nod for their, like, see them in full disclosure. I think only Garnet's stool was, was like, mm -hmm. put together properly. Yeah, Everyone else yeah. messed their stools up. Bird perch and amethyst. I don't know what the heck she made. Something janky looking. <laughs> Oh, did Pearl make a bird perch? Seriously? That's what it looks like. Hold on, I want to go back and look at it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. If she made a bird perch, that would be so amazing, because that would be just like this great nod to, yes, she's bird mom. Yeah, that's why people are calling it a bird perch. It does look like a perch for a bird. I can find it. But, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty good. I just like they're all, not, not even there good with the uh, ikea furniture i guess the, i guess the garnet's the only one who likes to read the instructions <laughs> pearl just has better ideas about what it's supposed to look like Speaking of bird mom did you did any of you see that um they pointed out um the top of steven's um falcon costume is the exact yeah 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 is the exact same as uh pearl's hair i did see that yeah yeah really <laughs> it has that little split like pearl has because Pearl's hair goes into a point, and then it's like kind of cut down the middle, and it's just these, these little two calic things. Yeah, it's cute. Hmm. Okay. I, I I can I guess I can see that. That sounds truthy to me. What about Ronaldo though? Did you guys like Ronaldo's reaction to getting <laughs> shirted by Steven? <laughs> you decided to make first contact. Okay. I I think. All right. I I like this episode. It's good to know that Ronaldo's got a Ronaldo. You're. Yeah, you're remind you're reminding me of all those small. No, movie. I still think that this was a weak episode. I mean, it was it was weak. I still think that this was a somewhat weak episode. It was weak. I, I wasn't. I mean, like, fan, but... and I'm completely obsessed with this show, so I'm never going to say that I dislike an episode. But I think that this was probably this was probably house guest here for me, and I really hate that because I think that Helen Joe and Lamar Abrams storyboarded this episode, and I love them. Like, I love Helen Joe's art. I love Lamar Abrams' art. But it seems like the episodes that I'm always so critical of, mm. they're the story. Yeah. Episodes. I mean, didn't they do Houseguest? Yep. I mean. They did. They did. And they got a lot of flack for that. But they t they've done some really great episodes, too. I'm looking at it right now. That is 100% a bird perch. So, yeah. Bird Mom made a perch. Oh, Pearl, you precious, precious thing. I'm still waiting to see water the Watermelon Stevens yeah. again. I'm, I'm waiting for the day they bring them back. That's going to be cool. You know, they went into the ocean. I wonder if they're down there with uh, with Malachi. Maybe. That's interesting. I, I just kind of like to envision Maybe. the 
watermelons, the watermelon army just scattered around the world, like meditating on mountaintops, uh, achieving true enlightenment. They're all blending into society and learning as much as they can, like the Martian from yeah, Justice there you League, go. just waiting for the day. Yeah, one one of them's one one of them's got a job at uh, Burger King, working the fryer. <laughs> Man, watermelon, you're the you're the best employee I've ever had. You never give me any lip. You're always on time. Good old watermelon. So that's how they made money. That's how they make money. Rose made all of these fast food workers, and they do all the grunt work all over town, and they send them to me. I was just thinking, poor the poor watermelon. I mean, everything's gonna go completely south when one day he's working the night shift. Somebody comes in, holds the place up. Watermelon don't know his own strength. Next thing you know, he's wading through depression. That's a that's a very heartfelt movie that they could spin off of Stephen. I mean, I can see like an entire cop. They could totally do that. A murderous watermelon Stephen. <laughs> yeah, he just loses it. I'm a monster now. Yep. I can never go back. I mean, I think Steven, I think Steven Universe has already become like this cultural phenomenon, and I think that it's just going to keep growing and growing. But I hope that we get to this point that it's just so prolific that they can do those kind of spinoff things, because that would be so much fun. Yeah. 20 years in the mm-hmm. future, you, you know, you look at television and everything is a Steven Universe spinoff. <laughs> oh, that would be I'd so be fine great. With that future. Forget the DC Power Hour. Oh, man. Like cartoons, Steven Universe evolved. Power Hour. Yeah, cartoons have just evolved into this single, <laughs> um, soul universe where just different characters yeah, live yeah. in it. <laughs> it's like, uh, what was that Cartoon Network game? Fusion Fall. Or, Fusion Fall. Fusion Fall. God, I love Fusion Fall. Yes. I was gonna say <laughs> Fusion Frenzy, but I knew that wasn't it. Why did Fusion oh, Fall have God. to end before Steven Universe came around? Why did oh, Fusion God. Ball have to end before Steven Universe came around? I mean, it so kind of cool. still exists, but it's terrible now. Now I will never be able to accept quests from Pearl. Do you have any idea how much this has stunted me? <laughs> like, this is on your hands, Cartoon Network. Pearl's quests. I need these eggs in order to make some gem thing. Go get 20 eggs. And as soon as you bring her the eggs, Amethyst walks up. Oh, what are these? Nom, nom, nom. I can see that. Feed me. Yep. Yeah. That was a terrible amethyst voice. That was a terrible amethyst voice. I apologize for that. It's okay. I'm not a voice actor either. I can't really complain. Sounds like amethyst crocodile. <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> you never commit. <laughs> uh, yeah. That means I'm not. That didn't happen just once. That happened like at least three times for it to become like a yeah, re- reoccurring thing. Just we know as a story for Stephen that amethyst. Has like it's something for that she usually does. She transforms into an animal and she's yeah. the lookout. Except she starts talking with the people who come. Oh hey, uh, I'm looking for something that might be in there. Oh yeah, it's totally in here. She is horrible at being an animal. She never commits. Yeah, yeah that amethyst. You can never trust her. Like amethyst is one of those. She's one of those people that if she were a human and like in real life, you just couldn't help but love her. But you know that she could never do yeah. anything. And that you're just completely She'd okay with that. She'd be like uh, the lovable, the lovable scoundrel on a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. The layabout. She would be the. She would be like your super cool lady, bro. <laughs> She's a lady, bro. Amethyst is addicted to winning. She drinks tiger blood. Amethyst drinks tiger <laughs> blood straight. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. This is true. You mean she drinks puma blood? Yeah, that sounds like cannibalism to me. Do you guys uh do you guys think the car wash is doing all right? 
Mm. What with uh, Greg having to... It's keeping Greg busy. I mean... Like, do you think he was doing the, the guitar lessons just to make extra cash? I think they were free lessons. I mean, the poster doesn't mention money. Uh, he's not... Buck Dewey doesn't seem to mention money. I mean, I, I just think he's doing it just to do it. You think? I want to think so, too. But when you when you say that, I know that when Greg lifted up his glasses, he kind of had, like, bags under his eyes. Like, maybe he was a little bit stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe Christmas is coming up. Maybe. Maybe. And counterpoint for UGC, a lot of times when you deal with money in TV shows, it's never like super realistic. Like, imagine how many times you watch a sitcom, someone buys something, and they hand them exact change and walk off without ever getting any cash back. I mean, how often do you have exact change? Unless you live in like Oregon or something. I always have exact ch- exact change. It's called a credit card. Woo! No, no, no. Yeah, I think I think you're well. I I said I think I think you're wrong, GC. A uh, debit card is like having exact exact change. A credit card is like having just just a, a bed of fire ants in your pocket, just waiting to bite you right in the butt. Ooh, you just pay it off every month. It's that easy. Ooh. Come on. Yeah. Are we gonna have some Dave Ramsey debates in here? Yeah, there you go. Are we really gonna Let's have these get Dave economical? I don't know. I don't do credit either. I learned everything I need to know about responsibility from Pearl. <laughs> Pearl always pays her credit card on time. Mostly because she doesn't have a credit card, but okay. <laughs> yeah? Do the gems have credit cards? No. We could probably issue them. Gem, the gems have debit cards, and they are their gems. Because Pearl, she needs money, she just reaches into her forehead. How many do you need? Oh, these are from the 1600s? Yeah. What do you mean you can't take these? Yeah, Pearl is an ATM. Yeah, the, the Crystal Gems should issue credit cards. I mean, it's basically... Free money for them. They ha- they have the money to loan out. And they're never gonna have to outsource anything to a debt collection agency. I mean, who's gonna <laughs> seriously? <laughs> well, here's what they do. Here's what they do. Pearl, her duplicated one. She just duplicated a bunch of gold, and every time they need cash, she sells it. Now they don't know what they're gonna do. Now that it's gone. Eh. That sounds about right. I don't know. I'm just saying, you can't run from Garden. Uh, kind of hope that Aunt Ol' Amethyst does is break your legs instead of eat them. You know. I would imagine that a lot of Stephen's expenses do come from Greg. Right. And yeah, that's the that's the popular theory. Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I'd, I'd imagine cause I, what else does it what what else does he spend it on other than gas and like that's real like is he he doesn't pay rent. He doesn't and like if we're following the theory that times are a little hard at the car wash, um I mean what I could imagine just in his van he could probably live a good few weeks just like without working you know all he'd really need is food i mean like if greg was just supporting himself i, I imagine he's pretty yeah, what what other what other expenses does he have i mean he has like you said food and gas i mean he doesn't even spend money on guitar yeah, picks doesn't do doesn't pay rent doesn't pay electricity okay well steven has a smartphone yep. steven has a smartphone so you know that's not going to be something that Garner can just like hold and charge he needs to have like a data plan he needs to have stuff like that so I mean, I imagine he has more expenses than just what he's spending on himself. I imagine he just doesn't spend that much money on himself. Hmm. Yeah, that's reasonable. I'm just hoping that Greg goes out on tour in this season. I mean, you know, he 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 had he has Water Witch, so he's got to promote it. You know, he's gonna go out and there's just gonna be another eight foot tall space rock. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He, we, we we never see Malachite again. All the first the first sign we ever get of Malachite is uh, Jasper shows up at one of Greg's concerts. She's wearing a shirt. She's she's wearing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Stephen, uh, you you have a you have a little sister now. Oh goodness. 
Here's a baby <laughs> sister of me. Jasper showed up at my concert and one thing led to another. Greg, that is two super tall alien women. How do you do it? No one can ignore the universe. <laughs> so this is the spinoff? Greg, you've got the Stephanie magic universe. The crystal gems managed to protect Earth. <laughs> and Stephanie is fighting for the homeworld. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it. Yeah, so do we, do we have anything else to say about this episode? Like I said, maybe not one of the best episodes they've had, but I thought it was a very fun one. And I mean, remember, this one should have gone, this one should have been one of the more lighthearted ones before the return and jailbreak hit us in the face. I agree. I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that this was definitely the least um, interesting of the First Order of shows, and I think that most of us were expecting that coming into it, so it's not like I was disappointed or anything. It was just definitely not as good as some of the other episodes. But I mean, you know, a week episode for Steven Universe is like the dream episode for a lot of other shows. I don't know, I lost yeah. myself in that analogy. I, I, I'm, I'm getting what you're saying. An okay Steven Universe, Universe episode is a, still a really good yeah. episode of any cartoon. <laughs> it's like pizza. It's like bad pizza, but still pizza. GC, what, um, what other... Uh, episodes did the storyboarder storyboardists um storyboard we got monster buddies which i really, I really liked. liked house house guest really which liked. let's face it a lot of really most people hated that i love i love fusion cuisine watermelon yeah, fusion steven. yeah fusion cuisine was okay future vision was fantastic watermelon steven was great right. future vision i liked all right then then we got winter forecast and the message wow they did they did winter forecast and wow and Winter Forecast is actually Ken's favorite episode. See, like, they have so many good episodes, but I feel like whenever there is an episode that, you know, I just don't like, they do it. And that makes me feel really bad because, like, seriously, guys, if you haven't looked up Helen Joe's art, I don't know too much about um, Lamar Abrams' art. But Helen Joe, I love her style of illustration. It's so, like, punkish and really beautiful. And every time there's an episode that I'm just like, eh, her name is on it. And that just it makes me sad. Helen Joe, I doubt you're listening to this, but I love you. Because well, they, they don't have anything to be ashamed about with how this episode turned out. I thought Shirt Club was it was was just fine. I thought it was a good Steven Universe fun. episode. I like I it was fun. You, you you gotta you gotta have your fun filler type episodes for the pacing. Otherwise, everything just goes all out of whack, and you just feel overwhelmed by the show. I mean, these these kinds of episodes are crucial. I am still strongly of the opinion that there is no such thing as filler, and now that we know that Garden is a fusion and Ruby and Sapphire have been declassified to us, I think I know what Hopper and what's the other, what was the other one, Hopper and... Hoppy uh, and Hopper mm-hmm. from Garnet's Universe. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. I think Hoppy and Hopper were supposed to symbolize Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, yeah. I kind of called that. So I, 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 I do agree with you. I think that was, yeah. So, no filler. No filler in this show. I was looking for meaning in Garnet's universe one day, and it hit me. Hmm. Steven's not ready to know. I mean, I remember you telling us back that a while back, and you were right. But, you know, I'm just still glad that, you know, we have this word of God confirmation. Or not really word of God, but, you know, it's, it's still in the very, show very confirmation very that she's a fusion. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you knew they had to reveal it was something big, and oh boy, <laughs> did they ever. I I want right. I want another episode with Ruby and Sapphire. I want to see him again. I want to. I don't. Oh, I don't feel. We all do. I don't feel like we've gotten enough time to really know them. Well, no. The only time we've um, seen them, they were both panicking, trying to find each other. There should hypothetically be a birthday episode this year. 
Hypothetically, we should get a birthday episode in this season so that we can see them again. Oh, that would be great. That would be great if they keep that promise and they show them on the birthday episode. That would make me so happy. Okay, I'm about to make my call on the birthday episode. This is what is going to happen, or this is what I want to happen. Garnet defuses so that Steven can spend time with Ruby and Sapphire. For some reason, Ruby and Sapphire get into a minor argument. They're not able to fuse back together, and so someone fuses with one of the other two gems, and then they realize that they really love each other. And oh, that would be oh! way too cliche for oh! a Steven Universe plot. No way. Well, okay. It would be cliche, yes, but you're not watching it for the plot line. You're watching it for some kind of subtext that is going to be like some kind of criticism about, you know, how all relationships have their and problems. I also want or it's going fusion. to establish some kind of subtle lore about the crystal gems or something like that. I'm tired of them keeping us in suspense about what Garnet and Pearl look like fused together. That's just mean. Can you imagine Ruby and Amethyst? No. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a monster. That would be like, nuts. seriously. That would be if crazy. you thought Sugalite was a monster. I promise you, Sapphire only cooled down that reaction. Then we could see Pearl and uh, Sapphire have to talk her down. Exactly. Or take her down. Oh my goodness, can you imagine those two fused? That would be great. Oh, also, I want to see what the weapons are. I think a Pearl-Sapphire fusion would be great. I really want to see that one. The general consensus, like, fan-agreed thing that people have been, like, just... Is that Ruby has boxing gloves and Sapphire has, like, the, uh... See, okay, I buy that for Ruby. I don't buy the brass knuckles for Sapphire. And I don't think that... I mean, like, the Steven Universe Wikia wants to state that all gems necessarily have a weapon. I don't think Lapis has a weapon. I think that her her control of water is Mm -hmm. her weapon. So, like, I think that maybe Sapphire doesn't inherently have a weapon. I mean, she's I'm, such a peaceful you character. You think that she might know? have the future I feel like vision. maybe she just has some kind of ability. We know so little about Ruby and Sapphire. I think it's really hard to say anything except mm-hmm. Sapphire is definitely the more calm, serene one, and Ruby is the much more violent one. Beyond that, we can't really speak with too much certainty. I think that future vision is combined ability of both of them, because I remember one of the uh, writers said that Ruby was used to having two kinds of visions. So either that either future vision belongs to one of them and not the other, or that it's a combined vision based on a vision that they both can, you know, use independently. Mm-hmm. Could that, just be a fusion sense. power, Could but be. yeah, something yeah. like that. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that it's not like inherently one or the other. Well, I was Dakota. I'm GC13. And I'm Hunter. See you on the flip side, Mr. Coin. Say it, Hunter. Say it. Um, good goodbye, children. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm done. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.